The law of rhythm. It's such an interesting law, and it also has to do with seasons, cycles, stages, and developmental patterns in our lives. It's not really to do with dance moves, like I said in the last episode, but it may be if you could examine closely enough on the micro scale, but I get ahead of myself. My name is Kelly, and I'm your host. And right now we're winding down the Universal Law series and coincidentally season two of the podcast and I'm extremely pleased at a lot of the feedback I've received these past nine weeks or so about this series. Maybe it's been 10 weeks. I can't remember if I've combined any of the laws together, but it does make me a little bit wistful as I go into this law and maybe that has something to do with the law itself. I've seen myself go through so many of the deep depths as I dive into explanations, going deep within, and seeking answers from other places, going all sciencey and soulfully, um, going introspectively, and also doing some research to bring you the most that I can to share, to bring you the most that I can to share how you can implement these universal principles on the daily and in your lives moving forward. So first of all, if you've been enjoying Liberate Your Soul, please do me a huge favor and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and let me know who you are in the reviews. That way I know who's on the other end and perhaps if you wanna get it read out loud in the next season, I can do that and you'll be semi-famous. So thank you so much for listening though, seriously. By giving a rating, it helps more people, awesome people like you hear the show and I just really appreciate it. So the law of rhythm can be seen in so many ways in our lives and lately it's been showing up for me financially. So summertime has never been a good season for me that way. In Ayurvedic medicine, I am like the fire kind, whatever that means. Sorry, Ayurvedic practitioners, I'm just not like a pro in that. But the heat has me burning a lot of energy, and that tends to show up fiscally for me as well. But I've also historically made a lot of investments during the summer, going within myself to create to look at what needs to be started for the seeds to be planted and nurtured and tended for a fruitful fall season and into the winter and spring ultimately because my favorite times are fall and spring. So I like to think naturally that's just sort of how it happens. So I've basically gotten in the rhythm of spending in the summer. It's easy to fall into patterns, habits, and ways, but rhythm is what turns the universe into progression Night turns into day, day into night, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and months turn into years. The law of rhythm is not simply about the passage of time, however, nor is it about how many beats per minute and how we sway with the melody. The law of rhythm actually is about how life, every life, and everything in it has a flow, a rhythm, a pattern, cycles, and ultimately a rhythm and how we respond to that rhythm. Events of our lives can shake up the rhythm, speeding things up in cataclysmic ways for the good or slowing things down for processing what can be called trauma. 
activating new parts of ourselves to respond to new stimuli. But life ultimately has a gentle pendulum, waves coming in and out, to and fro, a kind of rocking effect. As the Kybalion puts it, everything flows out and in, everything has tides, all things rise and fall, the pendulum swing manifests in everything, the measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. So if you're feeling on top of the world, that's fabulous. That means that during your ascent, you probably felt numerous ways on your way there, and there were probably equal feelings and experiences preceding that in a sort of valley to continue that metaphor. This law can be one of the most elusive and abstract laws, and yet it is one that is just as true and relevant as the law of attraction, the law of vibration, the law of sowing and reaping, or the law of polarity, which we just explored last week. The law of attraction.com says, sometimes called the law of perpetual motion, the law of rhythm is unsurprisingly focused on movement. In particular, it refers to the fact that all things come in cycles. You can see this in nature as in the seasons and in the body's aging process. However, it equally applies to a person's life stages and reflecting on this helps you to gain perspective. Today's season may be good, but nothing is permanent. So enjoy what you have while it lasts. Alternatively, perhaps you're in a negative part of the cycle right now, but it may be the very thing that prepares you for a prosperous change in cycles next month. So that's what they said. And the universe has a precise rhythm similar to a pendulum that dictates the flows of energy whereby it either moves in and out, up or down, or left and right suggesting that all universal matter has a specific pattern or rhythm that it must follow for existence to emerge. So think of your breath. You can exhale it, but you must inhale it in order to continue life, right? Same with the law of rhythm. If you exhale all of your breath, your lungs are greedy with desire for fullness of breath, and you're likely to breathe in a healthy full dose of air. If you take in little sips of air, little sips of air come out, and you can control your pattern of breath and calm your nervous system, take control of your brain, and over time, synchronize your own internal rhythm to more closely be in touch with that of the universal rhythm of life if you practice a lot and let go of the ego's need to be in control. It's natural, instinctive, and an ability if you have the gumption to practice. But you must inhale and exhale, it's a rhythm, a give and take, a fullness and an emptiness that always is in your life's existence. When we think of rhythm in this context, layered on with the rest of the laws of the universe, such as what we affect into action, our own cause and effect, our perpetual transmutation of energy, we can think of the swings and the effort it takes to pump our legs and get us higher and higher, or if we let go of the effort of our legs, how we slowly come back to center, slowing down our swinging, and eventually drifting down to a stop. Our effort, our striving, our rhythm is equal to what we desire to output. 
what we put into action as we make up our mind to do, and how we transmute that desire into movement and energy. And the rhythm of our movement is equated by how high we soar into the sky, that tickly, fun sensation in our tummy, and hopefully, lovely view, our reward. But what about if life has taken a turn for what we do not want? What then? What happens if we've gotten overexcited to the point of anxiety or panic attacks or allowed negativity to penetrate our consciousness? The law of rhythm addresses this too. The stages and cycles of our lives allow us to step into patterns if we continue in the direction one way too much or the other. Think of those desk toys, the Newton's cradles, where the steel balls trap and keep kinetic energy and conserve that energy so that they could, in theory, keep clicking away forever. But they don't. Why not? Is it because we don't have the patience to let them go and we keep stopping them? (laughs) I don't think so. There's actually a loss of energy through friction. And oftentimes, man-made construction is not perfect. The size and the weight of the balls is not exact. And there's also a loss of the energy through gravity. Since it isn't a closed system, the ball is allowed to swing up on each end after the energy travels through the line of the stationary balls. Our lives are like that too. Not just free-floating pendulums going back and forth wildly through the air to balance and center to baseline on our own, our lives are impacted by the people, environments, and events around us. Think of yourself as one of those end pieces. You might feel like you're wildly flailing around, excited about a promotion or a new client, or crashing down at a breakup or a death. But when you hit into a supportive friend or land into your safe space to heal and re-energize, some of your energy is conserved, saving momentum, and you never really free fall or fly about for a long period of time. The law of rhythm can allow you to notice that when we have these moments of joy and elation, we're flying high on the fabulous vibrations of amazingness but they can quickly fall and a devastating experience can wipe us out by grounding us in the here and now. I'll share something with you now that I learned about that I think is often forgotten in today's society. As a woman who's been married three times, the third time successfully, I'll add, let's talk about the joys of wedded bliss. We start out with the idealized romantic notion that our Prince Charming is going to come and be amazing and wonderful and our lives will be complete. The wedding will be everything we've ever dreamed of and we have the dress of our dreams and our families and friends will all dance together and drink happily and throw environmentally friendly something or other. In my case, I chose bubbles and we head off into the honeymoon of our dreams. Life is beautiful. So we do meet Prince Charming, and we have so much in common, and it's a storybook romance, and we're engaged within a year and wed by the second year, and on our wedding day, we don't know why we feel uneasy, but we do. Yet we go through with it anyway, 
And our honeymoon is sort of magical. There's rainbows and turtles and some of the wonderful food, but there are signs that perhaps things aren't perfect. So we brush those things aside and we head back home and we're tan and we have souvenirs remembering our mounting debt and regular jobs and all of life comes crashing back in. And then it hits us. The joy of dreaming of our wedding day is over. We have to wait for the photos to come in, but we don't have any big day to look forward to anymore. It's come and it's gone. And is he drinking a little too much? Our folks start asking us when are we going to have a baby and the debt is so big and we wonder how much a baby costs anyways. And then our jobs take up too much time and we start to wonder why are we fighting so much and is this what wedded bliss really is? How could we have looked forward to this for so long only to have it turn into something so less than glamorous? He doesn't work out with us. He doesn't seem to be into any of the things that we thought he was. Were we just seeing things that weren't there? Too many women are so excited about the wedding, so focused on completing their dream day, they forget about planning the rest of their lives. So what is one to do? First, take a step back from the all or nothing drama. This is the worst thing, pendulum swing. It's tempting to see it just as the worst, but you can acknowledge that the pendulum is swinging and take an opportunity to see the good, the availability to be a positive influence. No, your new husband is not trying to ruin your life. He's just testing the waters to see what your new life is going to look like. As much as he wants things to be perfect, he wants to be himself. Remember, this is the man that you love, and this rhythm will slow down and change direction back to the positive swing. Each time this sort of ebb and flow happens, and you can acknowledge all the things you love about your life, you grow stronger, more steeped in the area of appreciation, and your baseline is more apt to stay in this area before it swings back towards the negative. Take the opportunity to do the things that had the two of you falling in love in the first place. Remember who you are, who he is, and hang on to that and do the things that make you happy. Don't count on him to be your best friend, your confidant, and your lover all in one. Make some space for yourself and give him some room to grow and figure out his new married identity as well. You have forever after all. When you feel the drawback in a particular area in your life, you've got to fight through the situation by having that positive mental attitude no matter how far you're pulled back. No matter how far the pendulum swings, don't get discouraged and think it's going to be like that forever. Looking at this pattern, whether it's with dieting and weight gain, financial gain or setbacks, how we feel about ourselves, Some days, or some years even, are going to be better than others. Rather than get caught in a web of worrying about whether or not this season will ever pass, when the tide is out and it looks like your ship will never come in, you can take the time to quietly ask yourself, what is this teaching me? What can I learn from this pattern, this rhythm, 
What if this isn't a failure, but an opportunity for me to grow and to learn? When we ask ourselves better questions, we get better answers. Often we can get stuck in a thought loop that has us asking, why me? Why is this happening to me? But we can change these thoughts and become the observer. How am I feeling? What do I need to do next in order to feel better? How is this situation going to be a benefit to me and to others? Don't get caught up in expecting something to end a certain way just because you think it's familiar or you think you've seen it happen that way to someone else. Your mind can get very familiar with patterns. And just like when I'm providing hypnosis to someone, the new rhythm sometimes has to be different in order to interrupt old thoughts. So let's say you're dating someone new and their cologne reminds you of someone who broke your heart. Don't write them off. Tell them that the scent activates you right now, but remind yourself that you were attracted to that initial person in the first place. Let's say you keep banging your head against the wall about a marketing tactic in your business. It's not working. You say this to yourself as you do that thing that you think everyone else is doing to capture leads. What if what you're saying is the very thing that needs to change? The pattern, the rhythm of your thoughts, it's not working, could be the change that has to shift. You may need to check out all of your beliefs, ask yourself what will work for me, and be willing to be open to what is easy and unconventional and doesn't look like anything that's ever been done before. Change the rhythm, create new patterns, open your thinking, and start a new season of fruitfulness. One of my favorite things about the law of rhythm is that everything, and I mean everything, vibrates and moves in these patterns and rhythms. I watched a TED Talk probably around seven years ago about how the starling birds sometimes fly in patterns And it was particularly moving because they actually flew and they showed this video of thousands of them and what is called a mermation, the shape of one big starling. The patterns of nature and the seasons of what we see there show us just how at play this law is. Salmon returning to their birthplace to breed and to die going against the current of the river are a direct show of the challenge and how hard it can be to fight for our lives. Lions hunting on the Serengeti, fighting drought, waiting for the annual migration of other animals to stay alive. Humans have rhythms, patterns, habits that are developed over time, but our universe is governed by a set of laws that mandate that everything moves to patterns and rhythms. So we're just following the law. But we don't have to be slaves to that law that causes us discomfort and potentially our destruction, as many would have us think right now. The world looks wild and crazy if you look at it from a certain lens or perspective, But if you look from the law of relativity, all things are neutral until you assign a value, it can look hopeful. It can look neutral. 
We can choose to challenge the status quo and reach for things that are a win-win. And in doing research for this episode, I discovered something that brought me so much hope. You all know how much I love nature. In fact, yesterday I was out in the marsh again, hanging out with the trees and the gators and some gorgeous South Florida wild grass. It was hot, it was humid, and it was full of wildlife. I love these wild days and I have a heart for protecting the endangered and the threatened beauty of the world with all of my being. It hasn't always been easy to do with people who are in love with fossil fuels and not really thinking that they can make a difference. But I discovered in my research that the shipping industry has been making strides toward a zero carbon world by 2030. And a gentleman named Nigel Topping provided an amazing discussion about the top three rules for radical collaboration to disrupt the status quo. I'll drop a link down in the show notes as always if you want to learn more about it because it's kind of cool and very insightful about what the EU and global industry is doing to make a big impact on the environment. I'm also friends with a lot of people who hold influence and make massive change to plant more trees and make radical change in this world to make a difference while we're here. First, though, I'd like for you to notice that your micro changes are what make a difference in your own vibration and allow you to start to think bigger on a more global scale. If you're focused on how you're going to feed yourself and your family, it's kind of hard to worry about the global systems that are in place. But once you've mastered the art of knowing that you will be okay, you can start to extend the circle of concern and care to your community, to the ones around you, and ultimately the legacy around you once you are gone. Because the law of rhythm doesn't outright say it, In fact, none of these laws really do, but I'm going to let you in on this. It's not really a true secret, but the pattern of life leads to death. All of us humans must have an ending if there's a beginning. And while that can be very frightening for some who don't view death as liberation like I do, we can make our existence here in these bodies more pleasant and more lasting in a healthy way if we work together and create a better environment for the entire harmonious ecosphere. We can challenge the law and add in our intellect to study the systems, the interconnected relationships between us and nature, the rhythms of the seasons of caring for only one species, man is superior, and instead work harmoniously for a better outcome that was as nature intended. Well, next week, we have our very last episode in this series, and I'm somewhat bittersweet because I've so enjoyed sharing some new things with you here, some perspectives and such, but season three is going to be off the chains epic. It's going to be all about what you can do to beat imposter syndrome, step into a life of radical authenticity, and be radiantly confident in your life, 
in your business and just freaking rock it. I've been cooking up some amazing stuff, including a new kick the inner critic to the curb in 21 days course, to which there's a link below. You can grab that at just $27. So I recommend you get them while they're hot. Until next time, take care.